Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Test. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. That's Arms Room Radio. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I will be uh, guiding us through the next two hours here on the program. And uh, yeah, as I always say, I don't do this program by myself. Let me go around the room real quick, introduce you to my fellow compatriots on my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. It's a two-hour tour. A two-hour two tour. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, how was uh, how was your week? How was things in the week of Earl? Uh, good. Uh, very short. A uh, combination of uh, we all had the uh, holiday. That's right. You know, the That's right. The Independence weekend. Independence yeah, Day yeah, was yeah. actually on a Sunday, yeah. so uh, the 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 working public uh, celebrated that Monday, and the schedule I'm on. I'm normally off on Monday to begin with. So you get a bonus bonus day. Well, no. It's a Sunday and Monday are my days off. Right. So I got Tuesday off. Okay. There you go. Yeah. As the holiday. Slide it over to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we had, uh, you know, in, in, in Florida, it was probably just a, a bad thunderstorm, but it was a hurricane for a while, prop, tropical depression and everything. But it was enough that I'm not driving two sailboats down the highway. So I had uh, Wednesday off as well, and then uh, did, it worked Thursday and Friday, and because of the combination of holidays and storm and everything, uh, freight volumes are down, and unexpected to me, I got today off. It's like, uh, we ain't got nothing for you. All right, cool. I'll go home. Wow. There you go. You got a little short week there, but you got the extra holiday time. Yeah, so you still yeah. Get, it's not like you're going home with no pay. No, you know? yeah. no, not exactly. Um, it's... Um, yeah, it's funny you, see, you mentioned the hurricane, and I know, again, you drive that sailboat when you're up and down the road, um, and, and you're over on the western side of Florida in the Big Bend area is where you kind of operate, and that's where yeah. the storm was heading. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I would have been right in yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah, no. Where we, uh, where we live, where we broadcast from, um, it actually, the weather was better here than normal because uh, as that hurricane goes up, it kind of sucks out. Yeah, it clean, cleans the atmosphere right, out. Right, right. So we didn't have any of that afternoon thunderstorm oh, nonsense yeah. coming in. 
if anything, we had a nice little bit of overcast, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. and it was it was it was it was lovely. It was a lovely week here. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking out my kitchen door, yeah, you know, off the patio, and looking at the sun, the sunshine, yep. and you know, it rained earlier in the morning, and I'm texting with my supervisor, and it's like, it's up to you if you want to go. I'm like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine here, but it's not fine on my on my route right. area. I was talking to. Um, uh, Craig Deleuze, our good friend Craig Deleuze, yes. out in California, um, on, on the behind the communist lines. Behind the communist lines, exactly right. And um, we were talking about hurricanes, and, and he's like, are you, "You know, what are you doing to prepare?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, I just bought two more bottles of uh, Jim Beam, you know, and yeah, uh, got some bourbon, got to stock up, you know, you never know." Uh, and I, I told him, I said, "Listen, all <laughs> serious, don't call it Craig. location Bravo for nothing." That's right. I said, "All seriousness, Craig, um, unless the the meteorologist knocks on my door." And says, "Listen, there's a cat four, and 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 the eye of the storm is going to hit your house. I'm not even picking up yard, yard furniture. I'm just <laughs> I don't even care anymore. Just how many times been living here for how many years? You put the wood up, oh, and yeah. then it just oh, laughs yeah. at you as it goes past. It's like, nah. Yeah. I mean, they got you know chickens on, uh, on on chess boards back there picking out you know where we're, you know <laughs> monkeys playing darts kind yeah, of nonsense. The, the spaghetti know? models, yeah, look yeah, oh, just, just like that. And then we did have the." Uh, the cat three hit right here in our neighborhood. Um, nothing. I didn't lose anything. I didn't lose, you know, nothing. I, I think we had to uh, wait like an extra day to cut the grass because it yeah. was a little more wet. Um, in fact, Craig and I were talking about it. He, he said, yeah, if we get that kind of weather there, then they get the mudslides. Oh, yeah. And I said, well, you know, Craig, we get that kind of weather here, but you know why we don't get mudslides? Because we're flat, all we get is mud. <laughs> we just get, it don't slide you know, nowhere. We just get, we just, you, know, you go slide. That's well, about it. Well, yeah. we we fire up the trucks and go play. That's in it. it. That's a we, we go slide. <laughs> Hold my beer. Watch this. Uh, so yeah, listen. I understand there was a. It did spawn a uh, tornado up in northeast Florida, and uh, okay, there may have been some damage or something up there. And not trying to make light of anybody got injured, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm not lying to you, folks. Um, it is one of those things in Florida where it's like, all right, hurricane's coming. We need enough ice and beer for the next three days, you know? Yeah, just uh, in case. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can tell the, 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 the native Floridians, and, and I'll, I'll say that encompasses people that have been here for a decade or two. Right. That right. they don't get concerned until they start hearing four or five. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, eh, it's, a, it's a category three. Hey, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's a that's yeah. a heavy afternoon thunderstorm. Because yeah. we do, we'll get that. We'll get those thunderstorms oh, to roll, yeah. roll through here, and you'll hit 60, 70 mile an hour winds, easy. And then it'll throw that hail at you for for you know, twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it just yeah. you know downpour. Twenty yeah. minutes, boom, nothing. Bright sunshine, hot, humid, just enough to turn it into a sauna. Yeah. I've got a pond on my property, uh. and, uh, when, and, one, <laughs> and when one of those things hits, it'll it'll get a foot higher. Yeah, in twenty minutes. Yeah. So I'll get a foot of rain in 20 minutes. When it, when it hits my house, my driveway turns into my pond. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just like that. Just like that. Well, it's good. It's good. Everybody's all right. It's good. You're okay. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a nice little relief for the week. Uh, although with that extra rain now, uh, you, you saw you saw the, 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 the grass oh, at yeah. the house. The, I'm, the, I'm, it's just, I'm mowing tomorrow. Oh, boy. I gotta, <laughs> That's the only problem. Listen, I, that mower I can put into uh, long-term storage for six months, seven months. I've got to, well, maybe five months. You know, I got to put it up on blocks, drain the engine, you know, just because otherwise it's not going to go anywhere. It's just going to sit there, and then 
this time of year comes, and I mean, by, by the time you're finishing your grass, it's time, <laughs> time, to, time to start. It's time again. to start on the other end again. <laughs> start in the backyard, and yeah. by the time you're done with the front yard, you can start in the backyard again. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, you and I got decent sized pieces of property, you know, yeah. and, and that that happens. You could literally go, and I've done it. You know, be out there two three hours cutting, and by the time you come back through, and you go still got the mower going, you've made a. A new path through the grass you already <laughs> cut. You're like, son of it. You're like, if you got like six on your mowers, you know, uh-huh. the, the, you know, like let's say you cut it on a, a four, and, and then you finish. By the time you come back, it's out of it's out of five. <laughs> it's, it's 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 already grown a half an inch. You know, it really has. You know? So, oh yeah, it's just that's just Florida. But uh, then again, um, you know, we uh, we live in a mostly free state. I'm you know, a, uh, I'll a put state, up with it. A state with. Uh, uh, Coming back to having really, really good laws, you know, we had our our, our, our rhino Rick Scott, former governor, yeah, uh, you know, tried did and successfully took some away from us. And in fact, we've got some stories we're going to be talking to you about yeah. where where some new gun laws in Florida have passed and some that have not. Yeah. So, and we're going to lay blame where blame is to lay. By no means are we perfect, but we're better than most. Oh yeah, most being you, California. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Craig. Yeah, yeah, Massachusetts. <laughs> we got a story about how it's a. How it's not not good to be a, a gun uh, a gun owner or a gun possessor in Massachusetts? Yeah, yeah the, we'll talk about that. Up in up in Massachusetts, they yep. have some mass holes. In, oh boy, uh, they do in uh, charge. That's too. Yes, they do. Uh, all right, uh, you listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Magswag Studios. Stick around. We'll be back after the break. Keltec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Coming back in two minutes. Six years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. 
Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Coming back in one minute. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette for the high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles. 30 seconds. Individuals, you have the right of choice. You have the right to read books others don't like. You have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. You have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you you don't need something, Tell them it's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so this message and our might live. Call 425-454-7012. All right, here we go. 454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. We are uh, glad to... Glad to be here after the hurricane scare in Florida, Hurricane Elsa. Earl, by the way, um, should we have a hurricane named after a major Disney ice storm? <laughs> Why we, not? You know, every time I heard Elsa was coming, let I was like... Let it blow, yeah. let it blow. I kept thinking, is, are we getting a cold front through here? What's what's going on? I mean, can we not Can we not uh, work on that there, Disney? I mean, you're here in... Uh, in Florida, you, you you got no you got control over everything. You can't make any uh, any any headway with that. Hey, uh, I I remember it was a few years ago. Uh, there was a Hurricane Earl, and I don't know. It's a double edged sword. There wasn't much damage, right? But then I was like, eh, it's named after me, and it's not going to be remembered. Yeah. <laughs> dang it. Oh, <laughs> all right. Let's um let's jump into some. Uh, some Florida news. We told you we had some Florida news and about guns. I want to talk to you about uh, our former uh, Rhino in chief, uh, you know, our Republican in name only, Governor Rick Scott, or uh, some of the reasons these laws uh, exist. Um, judge upholds Florida ban on gun sales to people under 21 years old. Uh, if you recall, after the uh, the shooting in, in Parkland, uh, Florida, at the uh, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Uh, the the knee jerk reaction was well we need more gun laws Earl we got to have more gun laws yeah because if we have more gun laws then you know this wouldn't be a problem so um, clearly folks if you've listened to us for yeah, what will be on air we'll be on air about eleven twelve minutes now if you've listened to us for at least eleven or twelve minutes uh, you know we're not going to let that stuff pass without calling on it out uh, the uh, this guy. Rick Scott wanted to be Republican Senator Scott more than he wanted to be uh, a Republican Governor Scott, so he sold out to to get those votes, get those sway votes in a time of uh, sympathy. Okay, yeah, uh, and that's that's what he did, and all he was trying to do was appease those potential voters and the media, and betrayed the rest of us here in the state of Florida. 
Uh, one of the things that was uh, that was put into place after that uh, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Safety Act uh, is what it was called was that 18 to 20 year olds cannot purchase cannot purchase from a dealer from a dealer uh, a firearm. They they have to and now they could never purchase a handgun. All right, you had to be 21 to purchase a handgun. Right. Uh, or uh, a stripped AR receiver. Right. Uh, because that had the potential of being turning into a handgun, so it so that placed it under handgun restrictions. Correct, correct. Um, and but they didn't have the three day wait on that one because it wasn't currently a handgun. It might be a handgun, but you didn't have to wait. Right, right. And but if you bought a handgun, you had to wait three days. Correct. W- without well, without a Florida concealed uh, permit, con- yeah, concealed yeah, carry yeah. permit, uh, a, a a long gun. You could buy. You could just. You could get yourself an AR. You could get yourself a shotgun. You could get yourself a, you know, a, lab, a, a lever action. You could get yourself bolt a action. bolt action. Whatever you wanted. Yeah. Um, and and you could do that uh, without any uh, any waiting period, as long as you passed your background check and, and were of age eighteen and over. Yes, eighteen or over. Eight. So that eighteen to twenty group. Yeah. Um, they could do that. That's what the eighteen to twenty year olds was allowed to do. Well, after, uh, the 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 Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Act passed. That, that went away. It became all 21 or over, and everyone must wait for all types of firearms um, unless they have uh, a concealed weapons permit. Uh, the one thing that they did do in the state of Florida was they added uh, active law enforcement officers uh, did not have to wait. Because if you recall, uh, this was a, just a nuance in the law. It never got put, put, put back in and changed. Uh, if you were an active duty cop, and you decided, hey, I want to buy a new backup off-duty Glock, and you walked in in full uniform, a patrol car sitting out front, uh, pass your background check. They still made you wait, uh, you know, three days. I enjoyed doing that. <laughs> well, you know, that was, was one of the perks of my job. <laughs> it was. It was so, all right, officer. You passed. I'll yeah. see you in three days. Yeah. What do you mean? Do you have a Florida concealed yeah. carry permit? No. I'll see you in three days. The uh, I'm a cop. I know. I'll see you in three days. The way Florida tried to make up for it was they gave cops basically free concealed carry permits um, or half price. They were half price. You know, was, so all you had to do was pay like the fingerprint fee, which went to the feds. You didn't yeah. pay anything to the state. So, and that's how I got mine. I was like, I, I just didn't want to wait to buy a gun. I didn't, you know, it wasn't, I was, I was carrying under different laws at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, when I would go buy a gun. <laughs> so was I. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, when I wanted to buy a gun, I just wanted to buy it. And for me, it usually would be like gun show stuff. You know, the first time I went to a gun show, I was like, oh, man, that's a good gun. I want to buy it. Oh, do you have a permit? No. Okay, well, my store's 100 miles away from here. Well, then keep the gun, I guess. You know, keep, yeah. Yeah, keep the duck. You yeah. know? I'm not driving. Yeah. So I got it to go to kid around that. But, yeah, we, we'd, get, we'd get cops and oh, I don't need one. I don't need one. I don't need one until they want to buy a gun. Then they need one. The new law did allow now for cops. They don't have to wait. Uh, the, the the permit uh, wait to get their firearm without the permit. Um, I, to me, that's a double edged sword. I mean, I'm I'm very pro law enforcement. Yep. But then also, why is one class of society above another class of society? I get it. No, I I, I hear you. I feel you. Um, uh, absolutely. Um, the uh, it, and again, my opinion is that uh, you know we let me tell you about my newest opinion. It's called uh, assault rifle vending machines. Okay? <laughs> yeah. um, you mean you mean modern sporting rifle? Modern sporting rifle, exactly a, a right. Vending yeah, that's, machines. That's how uh, that's how two AI am. Um, I think this. Uh, the only reason I like it is because 
it, it did do an injustice to cops uh, in, in Florida, and it kind of corrected that. Um, now, let's continue to do the injustice towards get rid of the injustice towards everybody else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's exactly. what that's what this lawsuit was yeah. was, was trying to do. Um, listen, I could tell you a day when uh, a, a young major bill. Uh, who started his law enforcement career prior to the age of 21, had to have his father buy his gun for him. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's no joke. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, like I said, I, I had fun with it. Yeah. Of, you know, pointing and laughing. Yeah. And these were at friends. The, at the let's, officer. Let's say that, yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. I'll, if, if, I, if I read the customer right, oh, yeah, they, 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 I yeah. treated them like, you know, yeah. buddy of 10 years. Yeah. I pointed and laughed my butt off. Yep. But then I also educated them. Yeah. I said, you know, and help it us was, fight too. Yeah, well, help it, us was, fight this, yeah. it was, it was fun. To, I could yeah. see the gears turning. Yeah. You know, I don't need that. I'm an officer. Mm-hmm. Yes, officer. Mm-hmm. How easy is it for to have your uh, arrest and uh, arrest authority suspended? Yeah. And I could see the gears turning, and like, yeah, yeah. Then I have more rights than you do as an ordinary citizen yeah. with a concealed carry permit. Yeah. All yeah, right. yeah, I a, guess I need to check into that. Yes, a, you do. There's a bunch of other weird nuances to it. Also, you had like, um, if you're trading in a handgun, you could you could do it. You didn't need to wait. Right. Um, before, and this is something I did. Before they came up with the cheaper concealed weapons permits, I went out and bought like ten uh, Jennings. You know, <laughs> trading uh, in a 25 ACP yeah, on a 10 20, mil. 25, and it was 25. <laughs> I bought them for like 25 dollars a piece. And I would go, and I would say, he would go, do you have a concealed? I go, no, but I have a trade. And I'd go, here you go. And he goes, oh, man, I can't give you anything for that. And I was like, I don't want you to give me anything for it. Uh, all okay. I want you to do is give me a gun for it. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. You could take it and throw it away for all I care. You don't have to sell it. I'm not, I, don't want, I want zero value out of it. <laughs> I'm just trying to meet the standards of the law here <laughs> so, we, so we can get you uh, we can get this gun turns transaction taken care of. Um, well, uh, the, uh, in Florida, the, there was a lawsuit. It was brought by the NRA. Uh, they were the ones that sponsored it, trying to get it overturned that uh, the 18 to 20-year-olds could again purchase long guns through an FFL. And um, uh, it was uh, was said, it was said dur- turned over no. It was said no. Uh, it was 48-page uh, ruling by Chief U.S. District Judge Mark Walker said no. And now, the, the nerve on this guy, Earl, mm-hmm. he says, um, he goes, well, I'm going to go back and quote Heller McDonald, uh, or Heller uh, D.C., um, because Scalia quoted, um, in, in, in Scalia, he quoted Scalia in his Heller ruling. He said, well, it's been a long-standing tradition. And we're like, hold on. It's been three years because you guys passed this unconstitutional law. Well, three years is long-standing tradition. No, it's not. So he's not going to overturn the unconstitutional because it's been unconstitutional for three years, and that's kind of a long time. So we're allowed to have unconstitutional things, Earl, as long as they've been around for a long time. You can't have short-term unconstitutional. You can only have long-term So short-term is, what, 30 days? Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea what this thing is. But this guy's is, is, is an Obama appointee. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. And, and uh, you know, that's, that's that, how it goes. You told me all I need to yeah. know right there. It's a shame. You know, this is the kind of thing that, uh, you know, organizations that are grassroots should be working on this every day rather than, I don't know, you know, screwing around on a fishing pier somewhere. Yeah, trying to yeah to taunt people, uh, you know? yeah i mean I, I i get the gist of it that yeah ultimately that's yep. the way things are yep. you just need to educate everybody yep. but they're 
<laughs> yeah, screw around up here. There are bigger fish to fry. There you go. Yeah, yeah, look at that. Look at the big brain yeah, on her. we got to close the segment on that. I'm not going any further. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to top that. Uh, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. We'll see you after the break. started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. <laughs> right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few. I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the quitter in you at quitterinyou.org. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your every day. So protect your every day. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. That's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Uh, you're... Earl, I got a message uh, during the break from Major Bill. Um, he is unsure if he's going to be able to uh, join us next hour. Um, he said he is, he is he's flying. He's doing some government flying. Uh, you know, it's, he's doing, uh, doing a, little, a, little, a little observer missioning. missioning. Cool. Um, and I said, um, listen, um, flying never stopped Les Nessman from calling in with the news. <laughs> <laughs> so... For those of you older than forty, <laughs> that might know who Les Nesman is. Uh, let's let's see. Uh, we we might get uh, Bill on the air, Les Nesman style, because uh, this is Arms Room Radio, where we have uh, <laughs> calling you, you, you guys in from the local chopper, <laughs> where we have uh, more gun stuff and less Nesman. Nesman. Yep. 
All right, let's take a look here. Take a look here. Story, 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 stories. Um, that, that while you're looking for story, that goes into the the meme I've seen of you know today's you know youth is talking about. You don't realize how much words can hurt <laughs> anybody born at before was it 1985. You know, this shows a picture of Cleavon Little and Gene Wilder in, yeah. in costume from the movie Blazing Saddles, yeah. leaning on a, on each other, laughing their butts off. Yep. You know, the, the, this is this is what we were raised on. Can't can't have that now. People would go to jail. Their people, their their feelings would be offended so much. Uh, or, 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 or we should talk about this because it's that time of year. Uh, how to build up and properly store your ammunition. We do have a story we're going to be talking about uh, probably next hour uh, about uh, some people that had a, a lot of cachet of ammunition. <laughs> another, another reported cachet. Oh, I love how that word gets thrown around. Yeah, that's it. Listen, and I, listen, Man, I those know, are rookie numbers. You I, need to punch those numbers up. I, I, I know. Listen, I, and I have to do this every time. I'm, uh, either so those of you sitting out there right now going, uh, "Hey, Mike, it's a cache of ammunition or a cache of weapons." Yeah, it's it's the French pronunciation. And I know I'm not French, and I'm not trying to be French. Uh, uh, is cachet, um, and the reason. I'm going to give you a quick little story. Oh, why, boy. Why we call it cache rather than cash. Let's just say, I don't know, the first few months you take a company-sized element, element to, uh, to an overseas location like Afghanistan, and you brief your soldiers every day when you go out that you're looking for a cash site. Um, you, that, want, you need an ATM? That, that's not an ATM, okay? It's not an ATM, and it's not a hole in the ground where money's buried, okay? Uh, and then when you find out, well, there were guns in there, but you said cash we were looking for. Yeah. <laughs> With no money, <laughs> just guns. Ah. And, then, and then you have to tell them the difference. Okay, look here, privates. <laughs> Start throwing knife hands. Oh, boy. So it's it's a cache. It's a cache site. So, um let's I want to talk about uh, you know, how to store ammo properly because you and I Earl and many of many many of our uh, our good loyal listeners the 18 of them um, have to 18 when did we get 18 we did we well we bumped a few up somebody willed right. us willed us another listener nice um, nice woo well what it was is somebody got a, ra- a radio with a broke uh, channel changer on <laughs> dang it i can't tune <laughs> anything it, so. else in so we got we got plenty now uh the um how to store ammunition uh and and, and just we could read the story but uh uh, I'm going to go into ways I do it. Earl, I want to talk to you about ways you do it and proper ways to store ammunition long term. Now, I, I guess the first one is if if you get a uh, uh, a, a military sealed ammunition can, you know, with like the it's got the little lead weight around the wires oh, yeah, and it's sealed yeah. one of those. The way you properly store that is don't freaking open it. Okay, <laughs> exactly. Just leave it like it is. It's sealed. But I want to look. Okay, no, I know. I know. You, I want to smell it. I want to <laughs> see all the ammo. I love. I love that smell. Um, but the, uh, uh, it's like walking into a bakery for me. It's like oh, oh, it smells like freedom in here. You know? uh, the uh, if you don't get one like that and it doesn't have the the, the little wires with the lead on it, uh, listen. Here's here's how I do it. Uh, and, and Earl, help me with all these tips. Um, I, I like ammo cans to store yes. my, my ammo my ammo in. Um, I uh, I do open it up, uh, and if I get one that doesn't have that's not sealed with the wires on it, I'll take everything out, make sure there's not crap in the bottom of the can. Because listen, these are military ammo cans. A lot of them have been reused. It's not like they come off the line brand new. Uh, 
and, and then have that ammo in there forever. A lot of times that ammo will be open, it'll be closed, it'll be open, right. it'll be closed, and then just sealed back up later on. Because because everything you're dealing with is military surplus. Correct. So who knows what it did Correct. in its past life. Correct. So you take that, and I get all the little sand and dirt out of it. Uh-huh. And you know, Give it a good you know, cleaning. Twicks and leaves and all that nonsense. Uh, I'll put it back in there. I don't put anything on the bottom. I've seen people put newspaper and all that crap in there. Yeah, all, no, all that no. does is, is, is attract moisture. Yeah. And then what I do is I get one of those little uh, silicate packets. Yeah. Uh, you know, not, and not don't the little, eat them. No, you don't. Oh, they're so good. Don't eat them. Oh, duh. Oh, it's a good thing they write that on there. Um, they, uh, uh, I'll, I'll buy them. And you know, I get like a, like a, like a two-inch by two-inch square or a three-inch by three-inch square and throw each one of those in there uh, on the top. And it's just enough to, if moisture does get in, it holds it. And that'll stay in there forever. As long as you don't open it up, you're good. Yeah. And as long as you don't open it up and you don't have a mouse with a drill gun, it's going <laughs> to be good. Yeah. Uh, if, if a mouse chews into an ammo can, yeah. that's a badass yeah. mouse. Yeah, you might want to move. You might want to move. <laughs> move. Yeah. Give him the ammo can. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yours. Take it. You take might it, upset him. Take it. It's all yours. It's all yours. Uh, so... That's 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 number one. Now 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 I'll just now. I, what, what do you do from there? I I do the same. Uh, well, if I'm I've I've got different grades. Okay. Of storing, you know, to where if I just you know. Oh yeah. yeah. Hang, hang on to it for occasional use, or I'm hanging on to it, and this is you know, in emergency break glass. Yes. I do what you do, but then uh, just as it happens to be as a convenience. You know, my wife is into food preparation. Uh, I will steal some of her oxygen oxygen absorbers there you go. and throw a couple in there as well Perfect. before sealing up the ammo can as well. Right. So, you know, the, the silica packets, even though they are tasty, I don't eat them. <laughs> throw them in there to absorb <laughs> any moisture. The barbecue and, ones are my favorite. favorite yeah, ones, the barbecue yeah, ones, yeah, they're good. Yep. And then throw in some oxygen absorbers just to help help that, you know, situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to, you know, again, you know, I've... I've I, I go stupid, simple, and, and cheap and easy. I you know have the green ammo can, and I take a black magic marker, and I write on it yeah. you know, what caliber is in there. Oh, yeah. And that's it. I, I know what it means. Yeah. My wife knows what it means. Good enough. You know, that, that one is not getting touched unless I, you know, unfortunately, I don't have is, uh, enough where I can't remember when I when yeah. I packaged it. I so do, uh, I know it's like, all right, I packaged that one a few years ago. Time to rotate it out. Yeah. Otherwise, it ain't getting touched. Yep. I do. Uh, I, I I used to do the magic marker like you did, uh, and I did learn to put um, magic marker on the top and then on both sides of the ammo can, the uh, the thin sides. Yep. Because no matter what, anytime you pick up those cans and you go and put them back, you always put them back in the opposite direction <laughs> with another can on top of it. And then you got a can at the bottom of your pile and you're like, "What the hell's in that?" <laughs> it's like I can't yeah, read that yeah, one. Yeah. Dang it, why is it on the yeah, bottom? Yep. Yeah. Um and uh I I will take them and uh I, I was getting the labels, making labels on them. You know, with the label maker. Fancy. Oh, don't do it. That's the point. Don't do it because after about 2 years, you come back and the label's blank. You're like, where'd, uh, yeah, where'd the, the label go? Thermal like, paper. Yeah, you're like, thermal label. Because you put it in the garage, right? Yeah. You, it, you know, and then it comes back and it's all black. You're like, I don't remember putting up a giant black. Oh, that's the label. It, turned, <laughs> it just turned completely black on me. Crap. Uh, so, yeah, don't do that. Do the magic marker. Do it from three sides at least. Um, 
Don't stack them on the floor on the concrete. At least throw a two by four or something down there. A couple of two by fours. Yeah, uh, air gap. Yeah, you you, you don't want because uh, there there is the, the the concrete does hold moisture. Uh, it can and well uh, from uh, from Florida with the high humidity. Oh yeah, yeah, levels. absolutely. Yeah, um, so you don't want you, it's it's. Know, it's like putting it on a moist surface. You, it's going to rust the bottom of the can, so put it on the wood and keep that from happening. Yeah. Um, you can also uh, angle the wood to put some wedges underneath it because your your garage, if it's made correctly, slopes away from the house. This way, when you get to like eight or nine tall, it's not sloping away. <laughs> it's not leaning. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, because that's a pain in the butt too. You're like, ah, crap. You know, the OCD <laughs> comes out, and you're like, my whole thing's leaning two degrees to the left. You know, that's <laughs> just. I don't have that issue. Uh, is it still standing? All right, we're good. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's it. Now I do like you do short term too. Short term stuff, uh, Tupperware, uh, Tupperware, yeah. and then and, and even medium term is Tupperware with a silicate packet in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And short term is a Ziploc bag inside a Tupperware container. And and, and extreme short term. Yep. Leave it in the mag. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Right. Or in the original boxes. If you get yeah. stuff in the original boxes. Put those original boxes in the ammo cans. Don't take it out of the original boxes because you've got uh, uh, you know, product code numbers on there. You've got lot numbers. Right. Uh, you've got all of that on there. So just store all that in the cans. So, uh, Hey, you listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the magswag.com studio. Stick around. More after the break. Tech PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio. Two minutes. Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training system? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? 
Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Uh, Earl and I were talking to you last segment about uh, ammunition storage, proper ammunition storage. Uh, I think we can give that a, a quick, a quick uh, a, a synopsis for everyone. Uh, Long term, keep it in the cans, right? Yes. Keep it in the cans. Uh, if you get one that uh, comes pre-sealed with the wires and everything, leave it in there. Don't open it up to check on it. Um, white clean the cans out. Uh, put your silicate packets in there. Uh, if, you, if you have ammo that comes in boxes, leave it in the boxes. Put it in the cans. And that's good long-term storage. Get it up off the concrete floor. Put some wood underneath it. And uh, mark it from all different directions. And then leave it alone un- until you need it. Yeah. And... Most manufacturers will say that you know in the in the factory packaging it's good for about ten years, properly stored in you know te- you know temperature controlled and humidity controlled, and one of the things is you know they say what's the ideal amount? Uh, I go with a simple rule of thumb, whatever you can simply afford. Yes, I'm not saying yeah. you know you yeah. know risk putting food on the table to stock up on ammo, but maybe instead of going to the movies twice a week. Uh, maybe you go once a week or once every other week, and you you know take that money and put it towards ammo. You're nice. I'm like, hey, last year's school clothes still fit. Put them on. <laughs> you know? Do it. Well, Do mine, it. Mine, mine's out of school now, but you know you, you know look at you know if you get enough and you know with a ten year shelf life, uh, the something that you think about is potentially you have enough to get get through a two term uh, anti gun presidency. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got ammo that's uh, 30, 40, 50 years old, but it's been stored correctly in those military cans and open it up every once in a while. In fact, Earl and I were just talking about some uh, 308 ammo that's uh, 30 years old, which is just celebrating its 30-year birthday, and it's still rated as one of the top target ammos out there. You know, and yeah. it's at 30 years old, so uh, good stuff, good stuff. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move along here. Uh, I want to uh, you know continue to bring you. All things gun, all the gun time. So that means uh, moving on to our, our next uh, topic. Um, in in uh, Arizona, uh, I want to give you this one. In, in Arizona this week, and you know that uh, Governor Ducey out there, uh, what a great name. It's, it's, it's kind of like, hey, how you doing? This is my bro Ducey over here. Hey, Deuce, how's it going? Um, you got uh, Governor Ducey who signed the Second Amendment Sanctuary uh, yes. in, into law out there. Remember just about, uh, was that about a month ago really? I think that was? I think so, yeah. Uh, you know, just again lay, laying down the gauntlet. Hey, Feds, I got something for you over here, and it's uh, forget it. It's, it's a line in the it's a line in our uh, Arizona sand, and it <laughs> says uh, you're not enforcing any of your unconstitutional federal uh, gun laws here. Now we know right now, for the most part, these are largely symbolic. Right. Uh, it's not until the Feds actually start to pass things, and then the governor comes down and says, or the sheriff comes down and says. Um, uh, Hey, I'm the high sheriff in this county. Uh, y'all need to, you know, mosey on back across the border there, and, uh, and take your business elsewhere. Uh, so, but until that happens, again, largely symbolic. Um, will it work? A- absolutely, work. Absolutely, work. Uh, you know, this is um, this is something that I believe uh, governors will fight. I believe that uh, uh, sheriffs will fight. We know that, and they are going to say, "Sorry." You have your unconstitutional law. We have a law preventing that, and uh, we are not going to assist you. Maybe it won't be the whole, we're going to fight the feds in the street stuff, 
But when the feds say, hey, we'd like to include you in this operation, they're going to be like, no, no, I don't think so. And by the way, hey, city, we got feds here that are looking to confiscate guns. So uh, make sure you keep them in your safe, you know? Yeah. You know? And call us if anybody comes to your door that's not supposed to be there. Uh, that kind of stuff. But the city of Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. Now, I don't know if you've been to Tucson, Arizona, Earl. Uh, no, I haven't. Tucson, Arizona is like where all of the people from California and Seattle have moved uh, to Arizona. Yeah, okay. that, uh, yeah. Okay. I, I understand that description. Yep. So they are the very liberal center of, uh, of, uh, of what's going on there in this anti-gun movement. Now, the, the, the mayor there and the uh, chief of council, the chief general counsel for the city, have said, um, yeah, we're not paying attention to your, to your uh, uh, state sanctuary Second Amendment law. Um, we follow, we promise to follow the Constitution and the federal law. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I I get. I'm just this this is a perfect question for Kevin because I understand states' rights and everything, but how does how does how would that work with a city inside of that state wanting to do something else? It would not, and it would not go well for them. Yeah, okay, <laughs> uh, because the the president does not have the authority to relieve a sheriff or a mayor or city council members. The governor ah, does. Okay. Okay. So the governor can come in and go. Yeah. Pack your bags. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I got something for you. It's over here. Hit the road. Why don't you, you take a vacation? You just got a Long ride. Long term. You, know, you just got a ride on the Ducey Express. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're going to be gone. Uh, that would, That's what would happen. Um, uh, the sheriff is the, the chief law enforcement officer uh, there. So if the city police department says, uh, we don't want to do it, and the sheriff says, good, well, you're not a police department anymore. You know, you're, 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 I'm the chief law enforcement officer of the county. You exist solely because I allowed you to. You know, So ah. you're, you're, you're gone. Uh, that's what could happen. That's what could happen. And, and, and I think they're trying to be symbolic. But this is, again, you know, Earl, this kind of goes back to where we've had this conversation over the past couple of weeks about um, qualified immunity. Right. Um, if a law enforcement officer knowingly uh, violates the law or violates a constitutional right, they are not protected by qualified immunity, which means they can be sued. So if they knowingly broke the law or violated your rights, they can be sued. Uh, they can be sued civilly, okay? The cop. Right. Why is it that this politician can knowingly write a law that says, we know this won't pass muster, we know the Constitution says the right to bear arms, but we're going to say we don't like that. So we're going to pass this law, and we're going to enforce it as long as we can until it gets overturned. So if they're knowingly violating the Constitution, why can't we sue them? Why can't we hold them liable? Why can't we remove them for office for committing an illegal act? Because they have major control over what gets passed and what doesn't. You know, that's the thing that, that so many people don't know and, you know, don't realize, don't pay attention to, and, and I, I am going to oversimplify, I'm sure, and it may not be both Congress and Senate, but one or both of those legislative bodies, once that individual raises their right hand and swears their oath of office to uphold and defend the Constitution, they get a paycheck for life. Mm-hmm. And once they pass, their significant other, if they're still around, 
continues to get a paycheck for their life. So, you know, our biggest threat is if you don't do the way I want it, you do, I'm going to vote you out of office. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't still care. Gonna, still gonna pay I'm me. still getting paid. Yeah. And and they control they they vote on whether or not they get a raise. Yeah. Hey, we we feel we need a raise. Oh, you haven't been in office for 10 years? Yeah, you're still getting a raise too. Yeah. Yeah, oh, but they, but they justify that where they say we're going to vote for raises, but it doesn't take effect until next term. Yeah, big deal. Yeah, exactly right. You've been here for twenty eight years. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, one one of the reasons, Earl, is that uh, these politicians they are not subject to qualified immunity. They have full immunity, and I believe that all government officials. I don't care if it's the meter maid. I don't care if it's the uh, uh, the, the the governor, the president. If they're going to commit an illegal act, they should be held liable for it. They should be subject to qualified immunity the same as law enforcement officers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel our government officials, our, our elected officials, they're not our leaders. Correct. They're Thank our you. elected officials and representatives. Excellent point. They, they, can, you know, they cannot enact laws that they are not subject to as well. Correct. And, again, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a truck driver here, so I'm talking layman's terms. I am all for... I believe it's the qualified immunity of if an officer is taking you into custody because you violated a law and you resist and he slams you to the ground to put you in handcuffs doing his duty, yes, you cannot go after him yeah. for assault and battery. Exactly right. You know, you were being taken into custody yep. you know, under a, a legitimate legal reason, yep. but now if he just pulls you over willy-nilly you know, for a tag light out yeah. and snatches you out of the car and slams you down. Yeah, okay, let's look at that that's a little bit more. That's exactly right. And that's where, that's where that comes in. So, Yeah. Folks, that's the first hour of the program. We want to thank you for joining us here. Uh, we'll be back here in about six minutes. Until we talk to you in the next hour, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. Deltec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. 
Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live at the magswag.com studios. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I'll be uh, guiding us here the last hour of the program, but I I could guide it, but it it doesn't do any good if I'm here by myself. Luckily, I'm not, because on my right is the right hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Ah, good to be back. Good to be back. How are you doing today, sir? Everything doing all right? Doing well. Enjoy doing the break. Well. Everything going all right? Good, Man, good. That six minutes goes quick. I know. I remember I know. when we first when we first started doing two hours and yeah, six minute break and it was like, oh my gosh, this takes forever. Yeah, yep, yep. Now it's like what already? Yeah. Yep, yep. Absolutely, absolutely. Right now, now it's like uh, like you said, it's a. Uh, we got the producer in the ear going, and we're back. And like, ten seconds. <laughs> what? It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Um. Let's see. Trying to uh, see if we got any news here, Mister. I, I hate to getting on the last hour of the show, and then my phone starts, you know, popping off. We missed this. We missed that. So just checking here real quick. Let's see. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, the Confederate uh, sto- statues, Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson, in Charlottesville, are officially uh, removed. Uh, you know, because that shows. You know uh, how, how well we cope with each other, and it's all about bringing us back together. And uh, has, no, has nothing to do with the uh, you know racial division that they're uh, the other side, the, the liberal side, the left side is trying to continually perpetrate on you and uh, force uh, you know further divide. It has nothing to do with that at all, Earl. Those that do not know their history are doomed to repeat it. And, and just, I want that statue removed because it it offends me. And how does it offend you? And how does it offend you? Well, he owns slaves. Well, so did George frickin' Washington. You, you know? Were, were Everybody you, did at some point. You were, you, were you alive to suffer under yeah. that situation? I was not alive to benefit from that situation. How is it that... Uh, I'd say that's a wash. That the protesters and rioters are not responsible for their actions, yet you and I are responsible for uh, what a Confederate soldier did uh, in 1860. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's just, it's crap, as the Scottish would say. It's crap. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I did talk to uh, Attorney Kevin Maxwell today. Uh, oh yeah. Um, uh, he says uh, he says hello to everyone. We're work. We're trying to work on his. Uh, <laughs> While he's working his butt off. Yeah, he, he is. He, he's, he was. Uh, he's, he's trying to work on his triumphant return to the program. You know, get back on a regular schedule. So, 
Hopefully that'll happen soon. He's uh, he was out there like uh, like Earl said. He's uh, he was going to slay the dragon one more time. <laughs> you know? Off off to the battle. It's what he does. That's how he does it. Uh, <laughs> That's how he gets paid. Yep. Uh, Earl, I, uh, I I don't know if you've noticed uh, this past week, this past two weeks. We may have even mentioned it on here. Um, the media is all of a sudden taking note of the incredible ammo shortage and the prices of uh, ammo, how ridiculous they are. Really? Yeah, yeah. The, the mainstream media, which... Uh, the, the the liberal mainstream media. The liberal mainstream media, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which um, works out perfectly because the ammo shortage is pretty much over. Uh, um, it may not be on the shelves... The way it used to be. We're in a transitional period oh, at this yeah, point. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's I'm gonna use, take out uh, probably the two most common ammos here. Let's talk about them. Um, the 5.56 five, round and the 9mm round. Right. Um, both were hovering I don't know, somewhere around a quarter apiece, would you say? Depending on for average target ammo. Yeah. Yeah. For 5.56, for five, five, I'd say it was probably it hovered more around, what, 33 cents okay. around? Okay. All right. So... 33 cents around, and I'm thinking regular target ammo, about a quarter for a 9 mil. I bought it a couple cents cheaper. I bought right, it a couple cents right. more. That depends on where you go. and um, Find a deal here and there. Yeah. Right. Those were, as recent as two months ago, those were being sold, uh, if you could find them, for well over a dollar a round. And oh, they yeah. were for o- over a year. Yeah. Over a dollar a round. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing 22 going for a dollar. Oh, yeah. That was, that was the oh, yeah. What the? Yeah. What? Yeah, don't don't go looking for that guy's body. By the way, um, yeah, you bring, you bring that kind of nonsense to the table. It's just, yeah. What are you smoking? Yeah. I'm gonna beat you with him. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna beat the two of you together. Um, the uh, the price now is down in the in the high 30s, low 40s again on the price for both those calibers nice. for for five five six and nine millimeter. Nice. Which uh, it tells me, okay, well the the shortage is over. Now, getting it to the uh, the stores might take a little bit longer. Uh, and I think there might be some reconditioning that needs to occur. Because right now, you could be walking through looking for, oh, I'm looking for, uh, I'm looking for some athletic socks. I need some athletic socks. Um, hey, we just put 9 mil on the shelves. 9 mil on the shelves! 9 mil on the shelves! And you go get the 9 mil. And then you remember, oh, crap, I have it now. I got 9 mil now. And, you know, just... Uh, uh, and people, maybe they're just going to try and store it at a better price. I don't know. Maybe that's it or, or purchase at a better price. But uh, it's it's back. And you can go online right now. And I, it's no secret. I use uh, AmmoSeek. It's the easiest place, I think, to, to look at ammo prices and what it's available, how much it's available for. Yeah. Them. I mean, not only yeah. using that to purchase, but then also using that as a gauge. Exactly and, right. And that happened. We, we were talking off air. That I experienced that today. Yep. I was uh, talking to a friend about a, uh, a, a barbecue grill. Yeah, and I went went to go to a, a local big box store, and as we're walking in, I mean, I, they they carry ammunition. You know, big box store, sporting goods store. Yep, and you know they're not paying us, so I'm not plugging them. Uh, they, I know they carry ammo, but that was I wasn't even gonna waste my time right. going in that area because who knows don't waste what my what, time. what they have. And uh, I was just going in there to look at uh, look at grills, and, you know, and give a give a recommendation to a friend, and. Uh, as we happen to walk in the front door, I see they had a you know little you know printer paper memo posted on the front door of rifle caliber four boxes per customer, pistol caliber two boxes per customer right. per day. I'm like, wait a minute, 
their advertising limitations. Yeah. Uh, yep. They've yep. got stuff. That must mean they got it. <laughs> Let me walk by and see what they got. And yeah, they and and now a, you know a new caliber I'm getting myself into is 308. Yep. I happen to I maxed out my limit. Yep. I got me four boxes of 308. There you go. Yeah, I'm just looking at it online here. New, new brass American made ammo. You know, 36, 37 cents around for nine mil. Nine mil. Man. Um, so it's uh, it's it's there. And uh, let's take a look at uh, five five six. We got here before we uh, we head off into Breakland. Let's take a look. Let you know. Uh, and again, I don't get any money from uh, the old. Uh, uh, people here on uh, this website, Ammo Seek. It's just, I think this is it's a good one to go. It's a, uh, you know, talk to them, folks. They uh, they got it. Uh, listen, it's down for, uh, let's see, that's remanufactured. But I tried finding some new American-made brass ammo um, running back down at the, in the high 40s. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's slowly coming yep. back down. Yep. I, I think it's a combination of. The buying public is calming down to where they're not scooping up everything the you know, the split second yep. they throw it put it on the shelves and the manufacturers are able to get resources together and that's it. Kick it into high gear. Yep. Hey you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Megswag.com studio. Stick around more after the break. I'm waiting for they want us to take it off the shelves. Caltech PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTechUSA. Two minutes. Twenty-six years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's Boundary 
oakdistillery.com. Back in one minute. One minute. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment. Ten seconds. Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Hold on, if you're hearing some really weird, funky, springy metal noises, my uh, my microphone stand here just decided it was uh, wanted to try out for the Olympics, and it's jumping all over the place on me. Here. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what's pole going. Vault. On. I don't know what's going on with this thing. All of a sudden, here, did you see the pole vault girl this week? Uh, let's give me a young lady, woman, whatever, without sounding offensive. She went to pole vault and. Uh, it exploded. The vault exploded as she started her climb, like up the. You know. No, the, I missed that. Oh boy, it, it came apart like, uh, uh, like somebody shot a baseball bat with a you know twelve gauge. It just it just shattered wood going everywhere. So, um, and you could see it. It's like, uh, it, it half of it came down and smacked her in the leg. Uh, you know, they're barely wearing anything to begin with. So I think nailed her, and then she. Uh, she got up, stretched, got another pole, and uh, she competed and hit, hit her height. So nice, uh, d- tough, tough, uh, tough young lady there. So uh, I don't want her coming at me with that pole. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Could you imagine being chasing around one of the things? They're already sprinting, right? So you know they're going to beat you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, make it this. I get, get this, winded just watching. Yeah, this 12, 16, 18 foot long pole, whatever it is. Um, and it just chases you down like it's a giant spear. Whack! Yeah, yeah. Whack! Yeah. Ow! I mean, I have dreams and nightmares about these scenarios. <laughs> so, uh, ridiculousness. Um, all right, let's uh, let's jump. Uh, earlier in the week, uh, this uh, this week we had. Uh, uh, you, perhaps you caught it on the news, folks. You caught it on the news. The uh, militia group that uh, was in a standoff with the Massachusetts State Police. For eight hours up on uh, up on the interstate up in Massachusetts, um, I think I remember hearing something about that on on the news, catching it. And, but I was busy and didn't have time to sit down and watch everything unfold of what what it was. It um, now Earl, we've been conditioned by the uh, by the media. Uh, uh, when you hear the, the mainstream media come out and say militia organization, what do you think? Now remember remember the source. What do you think that they're implying? Militia uh, gun nuts, now, old it, fat white guy gun nuts. Yeah, is, is, putting it is, simply, is, is what the what you know the NRA, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and uh, 
You can have it from my hands when you pry it from my dead cold, whatever it is. Cold uh, dead hands. Yeah. Or you can have my gun when you pry it from my cold dead hands. There you go. There you go. In my situation, be careful. The barrel's going to be hot. The barrel will be hot, and I will be at a pile of brass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's, that's what I thought. I'm like, oh, man, who, who, who they got here? They got some weird group out there uh, uh, heading off into wh- wherever they are to, to cause a, you know, trouble and mayhem. Well, the, the stories come out now. And it comes out a little bit further, and, and, and I started to read through the story, and I'm, and I'm reading the names. Um, and hold on, let me give you some of these names here, or I'll make sure I got them right. Um, and the names are like uh, Jamal Tavon Sanders Latimer. Okay. Robert Rodriguez, Wilfredo Hernandez, uh, Aaron Lamont Johnson. Uh, and as I'm reading these, I'm like, these don't sound like old fat white guys. No. Uh, uh, no. Uh, uh, um, and um, I pulled up the photos, and these are uh, a- a- ranging from 17 uh, to oldest was 40. Um, these are definitely uh, young um, ethnic males. Uh, okay. Um, so immediately, I know the media said, "Well, that's not our narrative. We can't, you know, p- portray uh, uh, black Americans and Hispanic Americans as as militia. That wouldn't. That's not our narrative. That's not what we want at all." Um, these guys were heading up to um, uh, to to uh, Maine to some private land, go do some shooting, go do some camping, that kind of stuff. They started their trek in Rhode Island. So if you, if you don't uh, you don't if you don't know the geography. Um, uh, uh, Massachusetts lies between the two. You're going to have to pass through, or you're going to have to go a real long way around. Um, yeah. So they they went. And I mean, we're only talking like 30 minutes. You know, 30, 45. Minutes oh, is that all? Of driving through Massachusetts. Otherwise, you're adding two, three hours to your drive. Um, well, they drove through Massachusetts, and they had uh, they had some firearms. Well, they got stopped. Uh, they actually stopped to to, to uh, put some gas in one of the vehicles. Okay. And uh, then the police stopped to assist them. Um, and uh, what's well, the Massachusetts State Police? So it's it's much more Gestapo than police. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, they uh, they immediately st- and, again again entered this standoff that went for eight hours. Now again, I saw this on the news, uh, Earl, and it said um, standoff with militia group. Um, Armed militia, uh, you know, body armor, uh, all all of that, and I'm like, well, this sounds pretty interesting. And, you know, they made it sound like it was an armored, uh, you know, caravan, like an armada. Okay, go- going, um, you know, board- borderline active gunfight yes, going on. Yes, exactly. Um, they had a, uh, uh, a a Honda Ridgeline and a and a Ford Transit van. That's what they were in. Okay, they did two normal everyday. Uh, one might be a commercial slash uh, personal vehicle and the other just a personal vehicle uh, and um, they uh, and, and if it's the Ford Transit van the the new generation they're arguably the, the same yeah, yeah, size yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 exactly exactly um, here's the the cachet of weapons Earl here's cachet. the here's the armada of weapons here is the the incredible amount of destructive Military grade firepower they had, according to the news. Okay, right, are you ready for this? Th- this is going to be interesting. In the in the Ford Transit van. Okay, we had a CZ nine uh, mil pistol. Okay, all right, and then, uh, uh, then we had a Glock forty four. And for those that think, well, a forty four is a big gun, the Glock forty four 
is the 22 caliber. Yeah, the, the Glock model number yes, yeah. 44 yep. is 22 long rifle. Yep. So a nice plinking slash training pistol. Yep. Okay, so a 9 mil and a 22. 9 mil and a 22. Okay. A, okay. A, a Ruger AR and a Palmetto State AR. Two AR, uh, do they list calibers? Uh, 5.56. Five, okay, so Palmetto two. State, no caliber listed. Uh, just for conversation, we'll, we'll, we'll call we'll, it five we'll, five six, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go yeah, with that. Yeah, two yeah. five five six, yeah. a nine mil and twenty two. Yeah. yeah and okay. Okay. All right. All right. Nice, uh, nice day at the range. Right. Right. Um, and that's it. That's all the guns in that van. Four firearms. Four two, firearms. Four dudes. Four dudes. Four firearms. Two rifles. Two handguns. Right. One twenty-two caliber training pistol. Oh, uh, um, okay. In the, in the Glock twenty-two. That's that's the arsenal in the one in the first vehicle. I um, normally take that. Just for me. Earl, if I'm going to the range for a half hour, I've got more than that for a half hour. Yeah, pretty much. These guys are going for a couple days. They're going camping and going to shoot. They're going for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. They they had uh, they had about like like I guess at some point somebody forgot how to count a boot. They had had yeah right a boot about 630 live 5.56 or 2.23 caliber rounds. In a green bag. Well, you know that green bag ammo. <laughs> six six hundred and what? Six hundred and thirty. Okay, that's yeah. twenty one magazines. A, a, if you fill twenty one mags up, yeah, yeah, that's a few yeah. hours. That's, wait, that's wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's three mags per person. I was what we getting have. ready to say that person. this this six hundred and thirty three mags per, per guy, yeah. Yeah. and they're two going. Days. Yeah, that's not worth my time. Yep, tell them it's not worth my time. Um, they had 14 magazines loaded with an unknown quantity of ammunition because evidently the police there don't know how to unload a magazine. Um, <laughs> well, had, you're, you're good at math. <laughs> how, many, how many mags? 13. Times stereotypical 28? Times, well, if, if we're doing times, uh, times 30. Well, okay, this, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go, yeah, yeah. Full, full max. Right, full, right. You know, 30. Yeah. That's uh, 390 rounds. Okay, yeah. plus 630. 630 is uh, 10, uh, Okay, so we're uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna subtract a little bit. So we're looking at one case of of, of ammo. One case of ammo. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Between yep. two rifles yep. and four guys. Yep, yep. And they they also had in there. I love this. 50 rounds, about 50 rounds of 308 rounds, and then about 20 rounds of 762 by 51. You know the Basically, the same ammo. Yeah, the the equivalent. It's, it's like a two two three five five six thing. R- exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. A yeah. little, little bit different. Yeah, but you, if you, if if you don't know, you, it's not. It's here's here's what you need to know. Uh, the same. The yeah, guys, yeah. The same, guys put same. them through a bolt action rifle. It's the same. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so they have something to use that ammo yes. in. In the second vehicle, the Honda Ridgeline, there's a a a, a three hundred eight bolt action rifle. Okay. Right. There's a. Uh, a Mossberg so, 930 duck so gun, 12 gauge. The ammo's in in, yeah, one, in one, yeah, yeah. one vehicle, and yeah. the and the platforms yeah. in the other vehicle. Okay, and, a, and another Glock semi-automatic pistol in there. So there's uh, eight guys, uh, seven guns. Uh, that's the arsenal, by the way, and the cachet. Um, the point I want to make on this, because I know we got to get into a uh, um, uh, uh, fallen hero next segment, is that these these firearms, okay, were legal, right, and stored correctly in Rhode Island. Right. As they crossed through Massachusetts, they became illegal. If they had made it to Massachusetts or to Maine, they would have been legal again. Uh, so let's let's hold off on the rest of the story. We'll give you that last segment, and next segment we'll give you we'll give you some uh, fallen hero on Major Bill. Then we'll give you the Paul Harvey. There you go. Exactly as right. Kevin is 
fond of saying. You're, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studio. Stick around more after the break. Does that mean I'm getting older? Yes. Ah. Four. Hey, so we are getting Major Bill. Um, he's uh, he's unknown. Desert military. Okay, got him. Soldiers are playing video games. There are cold drinks, coffee, snacks, and comfy chairs. There's an internet connection, a putting green, frisbees, and footballs. There are DVDs, books, games, and guitars. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. This is today's USO. It's the USO to go program with all of the above and more selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged and shipped anywhere in the world. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits and serves as the link between them and the American people, people just like you. To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at USO.org. The USO, until everyone comes home. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their ear pods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. The law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov. One minute. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Earl. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Marine Lance Corporal Norberto Mendez Hernandez died July 10th, 2011, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Mendez Hernandez, 22, of Logan, Utah, was assigned to the 1st Battalion, 5th Marines, 1st Marine Division, Camp Pendleton, California. He was killed in action while conducting combat operations in the Helmand province of Afghanistan. Family, friends, and fellow Marines remembered the 22-year-old infantryman killed in Afghanistan as a good soldier and a father to two young children. He enlisted in the Marine Corps in April of 2010, and this was his first combat deployment. Marine Lance Corporal Norberto Mendez Hernandez, you are not forgotten. If you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960, and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for again sponsoring the Fallen Heroes segment of the program since... uh well, like week one of the program, so it's been uh, it's like six, seven years ago now. Week one? Yeah. Uh, Try day one. Day one? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll go with day one. Day one, then. I'm there. I stand corrected. Well, I actually sit corrected, but... Um, Thank you, thank you, Kevin, and thank you, Earl, for the correct information, Not the updated correct information. There we go, <laughs> uh, folks. If you know anyone that you'd like to hear in uh, in Fallen Hero, uh, someone uh, you, you you heard about in the news, a relative, anything, uh, you know, uh, just 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 reach out to us, and uh, um, we will would be honored to do it for you. So it's uh, it's it's our pleasure. Um, hey, uh, no, normally on the line we'd have the chief law enforcement officer of Arms Room Radio, and I'd say please be welcoming uh, back Major Bill, and here's his music. That's your hint. Ground control. Major Bill. But he's busy violating rights. Uh, you know, or, I th- or something like that. I think that. I know what happened, I, and, I, and I apologize for that. Um, our producer did ask, is, is Bill going to be on? And I said no. And I guess that would just, you know, assume that you're not going to play his music, right? But... Uh, uh, there are producers. I got, it. I got I got it. Oh no no, we're good now. <laughs> we're good now. It's just listen. If if, if we don't play that a music, a couple seconds late. No, but no if, if if we don't, even when he's not here, if we don't play that music, we we the phones go off the hook. We get letters in the mail. We get the phone calls. It, it's uh, almost as popular as my intro music. Almost as popular as Earl's intro music. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, so yeah, it's it's it, they're like they're like people are our listeners. They're creatures of habit. They they can't get on with their day until they hear. Uh, Earl's music, or uh, or, or uh, we've got uh, Bill's music now. Now, Colton, do you have uh, do you have Doctor John's music handy? Let's see. Let's really put the put you to the gun under the gun here. Oh, I'd have to look. For okay, that. don't worry about it. Don't worry about it then, because everybody loves they. I think they love Doctor John's music. There it is. John. John. People love Doctor John's music. I think at about the same level they love Doctor John. Um, because that music is just ridiculously good, and, and when Kiss agreed to redo that for us, that was that was uh, almost as good as the as the day David Bowie agreed to come back from the dead and do Bill's music um, for us as well, which was quite the feat. So, um, the good major is not with us today. He is out uh, 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 aviating, navigating, and communicating. He's uh, doing some uh, observer stuff. You know what he's probably doing, uh, Earl? They. There wasn't enough violating the rights being done on the ground, <laughs> so he wanted to spot them from the air so he could dir- <laughs> he could direct people to it. There's people speeding over here. There's people. So, so we kid, we kid with the good major. Um, so let's uh, let's take a look here. I actually did have a story pulled up to talk about uh, the major. This is a this is one of those really cool Florida man stories. Uh, you know, because he's always got the weird Florida man stories. You know the. The guy shows up and he's got uh, the whole face is a tattoo kind of stuff. Uh, they do weird, weird stuff with the Florida man. Um, this one is Florida man finds million dollar Powerball ticket while cleaning his house. What? See, I, I immediately went to the wife and I said, you see what happens sometimes when you clean? And she was like, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Never know what you might find. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, we, let's see what we have here is the... Uh, Florida man, this is in Tampa, was cleaning his home over this uh, past uh, holiday weekend when he found a months-old Powerball ticket. Huh. Well, I mean, we, I mean, we've all gotten a uh, you know quick pick every now and then, or even if you're not uh, uh, a lottery guy. And I've been there. Or I'm not a lottery guy. I've got I've got a set of numbers, and I regret never having a set of numbers because if they if they ever do come in, you know that's going to be a harsh day. But um, <laughs> uh, I mean, if I'm in line in front of me and the guy says. Uh, Give me a you know a three Powerball tickets and the, and the guy runs you know or scratch or not scratch offs, uh, quick picks. 
uh, and he runs them, and the guy goes, crap, I forgot my wallet, and he walks out, I'm buying those three. Because <laughs> because that's the those are the ones that always win. You know, It's those kind. You know, It's the guy that he ran it and he didn't mean to, and the other one was there. So those are the kind that, that always seem to win. So I, I would buy one. And then forget about it, much like this guy did. Because after he found his months-old Powerball uh, ticket, uh, he said, well, you know what, let me... Uh, let me check over here and see what the numbers are. And it was a million-dollar winner. Nice. A million-dollar nice. winner. million dollars. See, now the next line should be is, um, later that day when his wife came home to an empty house. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. Where'd he go? <laughs> I kid, I kid. Um, the ticket was purchased at a, uh, a Publix liquor store. That's our good, really big grocery stores here in the southeast. Uh, in in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, store gets a thousand dollar bonus commission for selling the winning ticket. A uh, lottery official said the ticket matched all five white balls, but not the Powerball number. Uh, and then it tells you when the Powerballs are are, are, are run. So uh, that was kind of cool. I thought that was kind of cool, which uh, which reminded me of a lottery ticket story. Oh boy! Um, when the lottery first came around in Florida. You got if you if you got the printout, it was one set of numbers per ticket. Do you remember that, Earl? You could get if you got a printout of your numbers, you got one set of numbers per ticket. And then it wasn't until later on you got like uh, you know they would print fifteen or if you wanted twenty quick picks, they'd put it all on one. Right. So if you went in with even if you went in with the the cards pre filled out and you had ten different sets of numbers you wanted, you got ten separate tickets. Then I guess they finally got wise and you know saved a tree and put them all on the same. But back in the day, back in the Dizay when it started, uh, it was one per ticket. Well, we were doing some uh, some uh, maneuvers in, uh, Maneuver. in, in in Camp Blanding, Florida, which is uh, the big uh, the big army post in Florida, and we had this uh, mid grade non commissioned officer, this NCO, this sergeant, who was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the best word. Have we, have we sworn yet? Have we sworn yet on this program? Uh, no. Oh, well, at least I have. I don't. Oh, I, I, I don't want to risk it. He was a butt clown. Okay, this okay, guy was. Okay. This guy was a no talent butt clown. Is what he was. He was a a little authorita- authoritarian dude. Okay, and uh, nobody liked him. Well, after about ten days in the field, we came out of the field, and uh, it was a it was a it was a, a sa- Sunday. It was a Sunday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday. It was the day before the lottery. And I forget when the lottery used to be. When it was one day a week. Uh, uh, I think it was a Saturday. Yeah, so I think Saturdays were the first day of the week. Now also Wednesday as well. Yeah, yeah, they do it a couple of days. Um, so um, this guy was this guy was a was a was a was a butt. It was a butt. oh it was it was a Sunday. I remember what it was. It was a Sunday, and um, he and somebody was running into the PX to the post exchange to buy snacks and stuff after we'd been in the field. Snacks. Um, and. He said he wanted a newspaper because back then, that's the only way you got the lottery numbers. You either had to watch the news or get a newspaper. So they brought the Sunday paper, and we told this guy, listen, get that Sunday paper, find out what last night's lottery ticket winning numbers were, and then get buy one ticket for next week with those winning lottery numbers from last week. Um, so we had a ticket with the winning lottery numbers from last week, but it was on next week's uh, race, next week's uh, uh, you know, uh, drawing. They brought it back, gave us the ticket. We slipped that ticket in the stack of tickets this guy already had. He'd already pre-bought his tickets, and he had them in his pocket in a Ziploc bag. And oh, we stuck them in his friends. stack. Oh my! We gosh. stuck them in the stack 
So he's there like an hour later going through the newspaper, going through one stack at a time or one, one ticket at a time. And he stands up and he starts, you know, there's, there's like graceful winners. Uh, this guy stood up and started MFing everybody. <laughs> the first sergeant, the commander, everyone, you guys can do this to me and my mother and your mother. And you're not cool. You're, you're, you're not good. cool. Yeah, yeah. You're cool. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, and he's doing all of that. And then... Uh, Finally, somebody told him, "Hey, uh, what's the date? What's the date on that winning ticket, bro?" <laughs> and uh, oh, oh he—that's he, cold hearted. He groveled for months and oh. months and months and uh, apologized to everybody thereafter. He got very angry too, but I—I uh, uh, <laughs> I can't blame so. him. So thank you, thank you, everybody. Stick around. We got uh, we got more show coming back after the break. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. Okay. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. It's very spicy. Two minutes. It does have a little, but it's almost spice, though. Not, not Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off at Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios, the magswag.com studios. Um, Earl, uh, two segments ago, we were talking about the militia group, the militia, militia group. Militia. Is there a... Now, militia... Implies plural. Yes. You know, having a minor in English for uh, however many years, yes. what would be the singular of militia? Because based on the qualifications of what that news article is saying, those guys are a plural of militia, I'm a singular of militia. You'd be a militia man? <laughs> <laughs> militia man? 
Malishite? Because <laughs> they're talking, you know, several magazines. Like, yeah. I have that on me now. Uh, let's see. There are, uh, let's see. There's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight uh, people named in this article. Uh, there were two others that they did not identify, plus a minor, which means they had 11 people total, Earl. Okay. For seven firearms. <sighs> That's a lot of rotating. That's a lot of rotating. That's a lot of sit and spin, baby. And, um, and what what did we figure out? Uh, just even just to round it off an even number. We that's hundred rounds. Hundred rounds of AR per person. Did did we think of like maybe? Oh, so we're still what a case, yeah. case and a half. If we're at a case, case and a half. We're talking uh, three mags per person. That's uh, it. Less than three mags per person. And uh, again, these guys said, here, 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 "I love this part, Earl." They said um, that they. Um, these these people, folks. Uh, we're talking about the militia group that uh, that uh, made news earlier in the week. Once it was learned that um, uh, these militiamen were uh, were all uh, ethnic minorities, they were all uh, black or Hispanic gentlemen from uh, it looks like from uh, from that area, from uh, New York, from Rhode Island, from uh, Massachusetts, um, and they were going up to said like we said to Maine to do some uh, shooting hunting. Now, Earl, listen. I, I, here we go. A little a uh, little. Uh, uh, Mia culpa right here off the top. Um, uh, it says that they, they called themselves the, the Rise of the Moors, but they don't say who called them that. They don't say if that's the police calling them that. They don't say if they called themselves that. They, you know, they don't say if they're, they, were, they were some kind of you know, uh, militia with a, with a, with a, a jihad uh, you know, going on. Yeah, the Moors, uh, that's with two O's. Yes, yes. Yeah. M-O-O-R-S. Yes. So uh, no idea. Listen, if, they, if, if, the, if the FBI <laughs> cracked the case, and uh, yeah, right. these guys were on the way to, to bomb a you know a big you know maple tree uh, or something like that <laughs> in, in Maine. Then uh, good form, great job, good job. But here's what they were arrested for: they were arrested because, uh, like I told you before, that the firearms they legally possessed and had stored in Rhode Island. Okay. And if they had gone around and gone through New York State, not the city, uh, and gone into well, I guess they would have had magazine problems there as well. Um, but if they'd gone into... Go the other I mean, way. Yeah. They, well, then they did a boat. They did a boat. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> Left turn in Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah. Not right. Uh, um, if, they, uh, if they had gotten to... If they could have transported their vehicles from where they were in, Mass- in Rhode Island to Maine because the firearms were not illegal in either location, but traveling through Massachusetts uh. is where the problem was. So because they had them stored improperly and they also had body armor, they got charged with body armor during the commission... Using body armor during the commission of a crime. While the body armor was thrown in the trunk of the car. With the ammo and everything else. Now, the, the story does not specify whether they were wearing it or not. Hey, Listen, I don't know. If, hey. if I get them, the, 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 uh, the Massachusetts Gestapo stops me, I might put some body armor on also. Eh, uh, eh. Especially if I happen to be uh, uh, you know, a minority and, 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 the, and the white cops are calling me the militia. You know, it just we we see the news, right? Okay, and you know how I feel about law enforcement. I'm always going to defer to the side of law enforcement. Yeah, but yeah, you, I'm, I'm right there with yeah, you. But, but I, there's there's states I don't go to for for, for say, a reason. You know? Yeah, I'll say this ain't Florida law enforcement. <laughs> yeah. This is Massachusetts law yeah. enforcement. Yep. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, they give you the they give you the lobster roll or something like that. <laughs> you know, like give them the give them the lobster roll. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Don't let him park that car in the yard. <laughs> Check his khakis. See if he's got his khakis in his khakis. He's got his khakis. He's got his, they're going into Wooster. They were going to Wooster. <laughs> so, um, all right. Uh, <laughs> enough of my friends from Massachusetts. Sorry. Um, the uh, 
this this is this is what which gets me. Like I said, again, if this ends up being a, a, a an actual militia organization, great job, great job. My hardship with this is that they don't meet the profile of the militia that the media puts out there. So whether this story is legit or not legit, it's not a story anymore because they want the story to be old fat white guy NRA militia, not young black and Hispanic guys that may or may not be militia. But militia is militia. No, no. But it, it's it got to be old fat white guys. Because remember, yeah, critical, ra- critical yeah. race theory, uh-huh, Earl. Yeah. You and I are wrong. Yeah, exactly. You and I are wrong. Well, hey, one th- I, I came across a meme a while ago. To prove critical race theory is racist, substitute every word that mentions white with black. And if you're offended, guess what? It's racist. That's racist. That's racist. Yeah, so that uh, I wanted to clear that. Listen, what else did these guys have that that, that, that sounded like um, um, I know they went to court and they asked them what happened in court and said um, to me, it sounds like it's a bunch of buddies going to the range for the weekend. That's what it, that's what it sounds you know, like to me. Guys trip. Yeah, yeah. Guys weekend. And how many times have we done that? And where we've loaded out. I mean, I mean whoa, whoa, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, wait. Remember, yeah. my wife listens to this show. Yeah. You expect me to answer that truthfully? No, no, no. I'm just saying we loaded, we loaded out. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. They um, uh, they they surrendered without incidents. Uh, incident a uh, Saturday morning. Uh, they said they found the body armor. Uh, they had camouflage uniforms, uh, night vision goggles. Uh, uh, they had uh, they also had sleeping bags. They also had uh, uh, regular binoculars. Uh, you know what binoculars uh, are uh, illegal now? Uh, hey Earl, well we've gone shooting many times and we've gone to we've we've been gone camping before. Um, what did I wear when I went? Did I wear, uh, you know, some uh, some four hundred dollar special camping gear, or did I wear what I got in a free Footlocker inside, full of uh, you know uh, different shades of green and brown, you know, the, the clothing that actually work in the woods? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll say I pretty much wore what I've got on right now: shorts and a t-shirt. Yep, yep. Uh, well, that was it. Was Florida camping? Who's camping in Florida? True, true. Uh, so that's this is just. We'll see. We'll follow it. Uh, again, my, my uh, disdain for this story, this uh, uh, Benjamin Kyle, Kale author, is that uh, I, I, you know once once we found out again that this didn't meet the profile of the old fat white guy, then it's no longer a story anymore. So yeah. I, I just think that's crap. So uh, ridiculous. Um, let's see what do we got here. We've got about two and a half minutes left. Um, Earl, we've got some uh, we've got some events coming up. Then we want to let the peoples in on. We do. Yes, we do. Um, we know that uh, Mr. Rick Ector with Legally Armed in Detroit uh, is going to be doing his thing again next month in August. There is such a That's, thing? Uh, legally Armed in Detroit? Yeah. There is. There is. And it's, uh, and it's, it's ac- actually, if you come meet Rick, you can also get laid in Detroit. Whoa. No, it's Le- L-A-I. It's Legally, legally it's Oh, okay. Legally cool. I'm in. I'm in. in. All yeah. right. All yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get laid. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about starting one of those organizations in the land also, just to start. You know. <laughs> at, at, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, all for that. Yeah, it's yeah. a much much shorter commute. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, this is going to be the weekend of the 21st, 22nd in Detroit. Uh, just look up Mr. Rick Ector. Rick, 21st, 22nd of what? Of, of August. I'm sorry. There we 21st, go. Right. 21st, 22nd of August up there in Detroit. You look at uh, Rick Ector. We'll put it on our Detroit. Facebook page. Yeah, Detroit. 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 It's an Indian name, yeah. Um, September 3rd, 4th, 5th, that weekend is the NRA uh, exhibitions and annual meetings in Houston. Houston. Um, if you're against the NRA uh, and, you're, and you don't like what they're doing, uh, come watch. 
<laughs> Come see what they're doing. Come demand to know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. If. Uh, if you don't want to pay the NRA any money and you still want to come take advantage and see the thousand or so vendors that are there, come on out and let the NRA know how you feel. I'm yeah. going to go there and I'm going to see all the vendors and I'm going to see all of our sponsors. And I don't care about the NRA and I'm going to report on what I see good or bad. Yeah, as, as much problems as the NRA is having internally, and I'm not justifying, I'm not defending, they are still one of our biggest, strongest voices we have pro-Second Amendment. They have got to. Uh, they've got problems. They've got to fix. Yes, they do. And they're not getting another dime of mine until yes, they do. Yes, they do. Um, uh, and, like, and, and, and I also agree with what you say. They're also the nation's oldest civil rights group. Yeah. Uh, and then October first, second, and third is the Concealed Carry USCCA's Concealed Carry Expo in Dallas uh, or Fort Worth that weekend. I think it is. And uh, so look at some events. Um, I think uh, Earl. I got uh, I got my tickets covered, if, folks. If you'd like to see Earl go, just sponsor Earl. Uh, I need somebody <laughs> to sponsor Earl. We, we need about two hundred bucks to get him a plane ticket. He's got a room to stay on the floor in, so he's good there. Um, so we just need to floor. Get him, get him I this. want a couch. Yeah, you can get him a couch. Um, All right. Listen, if you pay for the ticket, you also get dinner with him. I'm just saying. You can just so show up, Earl. He knows. He knows what it takes. Sometimes he's a trooper. He's a trooper. He'll do what he's got to do. I'll take um, one for the team. Take one for the team, or two, or three. Um, Whoa, hey, wait, wait, wait. Well, wait. it might be a, it might be a gang of people that want to hey, get together hey, with you. Hey. Um, uh, thanks for joining us. Until next week, exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. Keltec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. All right, that is everything. All good. Thank you, sir. You guys have a good rest of your day. I'll see you all next week. Have a good one. You too. Bye. All right, Chad, you can stop listening now. I see you. You can stop. I know you're thinking about a roll. Cut it out, Chad!